All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds, One Quest. I am your host, JC Dittmer, here with these three nerds because math is hard. Uh, getting the finger point this morning. I am on top of this. That man shucking and jiving to the... to the. I don't even know what this means. Get some royalty-free stuff. So <laughs> that is one Tom M. Norman playing Aranon. How are you doing this morning, buddy? I am the artist formerly known as Aranon. Um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, we'll have to hold hold off on names here. We don't know his name yet. We just know he's he's got feathers and he said fuck. <laughs> and that's uh -huh. all we know about him. Uh, that other man bopping and chucking and jiving is one Ryan Crixus Kukta. How are you doing this morning, buddy? So, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's cold outside, but it's nice and warm in here. Thanks for joining us for a little Dungeons & Dragons Sunday. <laughs> and last but not least, the legend, the lore master, the lazy dragon, the limerick maker, Jeff, Doc, no, Jacob, Jeff, Jacob, Williams. <laughs> I am, wow, yeah, it's going to take me a little bit, especially since I just called Ryan by his character name from the homebrew campaign. <laughs> Pre -show. Yeah, that, end, that ended in November. Yeah, that's, wow. That's, well, I've been... Wow. I've been thinking about writing that. I've, I've actually started writing, so it's. I've been thinking about that campaign a lot. So, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good to be here. Woohoo! So, do you have a recap slash limerick slash both? I Jeff? do. Uh, so last session, uh, you didn't. If you missed last session, you didn't miss much, really. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we started off with the glacier in sight and uh, a line of, of humanoids that turned out to be uh, members of the elk tribe who wanted to escort us to the glacier in case of trouble, uh, which was a good thing because trouble popped out of the snow a little bit later in the form of another tribe trying to stop us. Uh, the tribes battled it out while they told us to run, so we headed for the glacier, got there, used the... Uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden to open it up, uh, dodging falling ice on, in the process. Uh, as we entered, a number of us had feelings of fear and dread uh, coming from who knows where. Uh, saw that there was a, a busted airship inside. Um, searched that, found some skeletons, found a safe that had some treasure in it. Um, we decided, as as usually, uh, go left next, so we went left, and there was a cackling, flaming skull that uh, decided to melt Aranon in a critical hit with his laser eyes, and as we watched Aranon turn into a puddle, we heard an expletive and a rustling of feathers. And, uh, for your limerick today, heard heard uh, for years down the road at the Belting Dragon Tavern. There once was a boy from Sword Coast. At thieving, he was better than most. Beneath a mask of cold lay a true heart of gold of having been his close friend, I will boast. Aww. Tug at the heartstrings. Yeah, and spoiler, I wrote that the day or the week you turned to ice, so it's been, that's, that one's been <laughs> in a hopper for a while. I'll allow it. Nice. Very, very nice. So, 
If you could uh, set the scene for us, JC, because yeah. I well, you guys are, need to. You have entered these caves, and I didn't do a massively good job explaining them. Um, the ceilings in this place, for the most part, the, the um, tunnel ceilings are 10 to 15 feet high when you're walking through a tunnel. As you come into a cavern similar to what you're in now, it gets up to sometimes 30 feet high. Um, I will let you know if it is higher than that. You notice as you walked in, your footsteps bouncing off the walls and carrying off down the tunnels. The sound in this place uh, tends to carry much like it would on a still winter's night, just clear and crisp right across, um, or in this place echoing and bouncing and reverberating throughout the entire cavern. Um, so, it's also, one more thing, completely dark. So, Jacob would have cast light, you said. Uh, Crixus has torches. Um, Aranon's a puddle. Uh, Aranon's <laughs> reflecting the light. <laughs> Aranon's reflecting the light to the ceiling. And it's bouncing off some of the ice. It actually looks very pretty because it's like rippling and there's, it looks like a bunch of diamonds <laughs> sparkling inside of a boot. Mm -hmm. um, so, Valene turns. Actually, all three of you, I think, would turn when the word fuck was uttered to see what Tom... So what you would see is, would I be backlit or would I just would I be coming into the light? I I would be coming into the light. No, you'd need some light of your own if you were in there. So do you have a torch or anything, or are you stumbling and following sound in the darkness? I would have possibly a following us, following Jacob's light too. Yeah. So you see him. He's holding a torch. He's well lit from your light sources. So you are actually front lit. Right. The shadows behind you. As I come in, you would see just this glinting, gleaming, just bright and shiny chest armor. Um, and wearing it would be the seven-foot-tall, like, charcoal gray bird with a, a uh, crimson beak. And you would have these feathers that are, like, red like blood, just intermittent going down his neck into his chest. So it looks like he, it looks like his beak is blood, and it's dripping down onto his chest. But that's his feathers. In his left arm, he has a shield with a uh, a picture of a claw, kind of like it'd be kind of cut off. I'll hold it up, so it would be a picture of a claw down, downward. Yeah, on the shield, and. Uh, as he approaches, he would throw the torch off to the side, or he would jam it stick ground or stick down into the ground so it was still lit, and pull a mace from his back and start swinging it. Uh, are you menacing them, or are you ready to fight flame skulls? Is it easy to tell? Yes, I would. Uh... <laughs> So everybody's going to have to... This is to... all happening in six seconds. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's like uh, your description is what they see. The fact that you jammed your torch in and grabbed your mace 
I would. It's, do they get the idea? Are you trying to present the idea that you're going to help them or you're going after them? Yes, I would. I would yell, vile beast. Prepare to meet your end. Valine nods and turns back to the uh, flame skull. And uh, did we roll initiative? I think we yeah, did. No. We, I don't we did. I, the bird didn't. But do I have it, it here? Uh, I, know yeah, I, I do. Had yep. A... I got it. Okay. I got it. Let me pull this off. Do you want me to All roll right. initiative? Yep. Go ahead and roll an initiative, and I'll drop you in the sort. I don't have the numbers I mean, you, next to you it. You can but... put the bird put wherever it, the bird makes sense. Put it somewhere between 21 and 3. Nine. That makes it easy, because that's where Aranon was, I think. Yeah, so you're going to have to pardon my delay when it's my turn, because I have so much shit. And uh, <laughs> I am unfamiliar with paladins and spells. And Oh, shit. Just just throwing it out there, what he oh. is. <laughs> well, my bad. Ah, uh, no, it's fun. We know now. Oh, yeah, she's going to be talking, very different was, than Aranon, then. I was talking, yeah, I was talking about it pre-show, so that's why I... What is it with me and paladins that can fly? Granted, I mean, I gave my last paladin flying boots. But... <laughs> it was worth it. Oh, yeah. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun in the end. So what's your initiative there? Nine. Nine. Where Do you have the numbers written down, Jeff? You don't know? or do you? Uh, know? J Jacob had a 21. The, the bird has nine. Uh, Crixus was like a three or a five. I couldn't remember. And okay. Then then, rolled a natural one. Then he's right in spot. Yeah. And the skull and... went first, I think. I don't know what. Yep. How that worked. I, yep. I have an initiative roll of three if I go back to the game log. Okay. Yep. So, Jacob, it's you. This, this flame skull laser melted your friend and, um, well, your new acquaintance. Right. <laughs> someone you were, uh, someone you were kind of in charge of keeping safe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's uh, good at compartmentalizing his emotions and knows that we'll deal with the bird thing later. So uh, longbow out, he will uh, start firing, and he gets two attacks per action. So uh, aiming at the flame skull. First attack. That looks good. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. And then... Uh, Tika will use her reaction to add a d6 to this. She can do once per round. So, let me... And the d6 that she rolls is cold damage, if that matters. It does. Okay, so 8 damage from the longbow, 3 damage of cold. Okay. And second attack. Uh, 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. And, come on. Uh, 8 damage again. Mm, excuse me. Um, and then this, bonus action. The, uh, oh, go ahead. This is longbow, so it's piercing damage? Correct. Okay. And you said 8 damage again? Yep. Yep. And it is a magical weapon if it matters. It's a longbow of warning. Okay. 
Um, uh, bonus action will command uh, Tika to attack, and Tika shares my initiative. Uh, it, would she be close enough to get to it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 40, I mean, it's this... 40 feet, I think. 40 feet of movement. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, because it needed to be within 30 feet of um, Aranon to do the okay. fire ray. Uh, I think it's in here somewhere. Maybe it's not. I thought there was an attack for... Um, just nope, so not. you're aware, when you yeah. shot it, it didn't do as much damage as you thought it would have. Okay. And Tika's didn't seem to do any damage to it at all. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be interesting then. What did Tika um, do? Cold damage. So cold damage. She has a, a reaction that she can infuse her essence into an attack that's within 30 feet of her. So, um... All right. Well, I guess I got to do this the hard way. Just a d20. Uh, this is a bite attack. Uh, nine to hit. Nine. Nine does not hit. Okay. Uh, then uh, she'll just stay within melee range of it. And that is my turn and her turn. All right. Bird. Tom. Alright. <laughs> you're you're bird until we know what your name is. <laughs> Birdman lawyer. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, loosened up my tie and I set my shield down. <coughs> now what I need you to do, because this is against the law. Alright, so I am going to I am actually going to toll the dead. As oh, I'm looking shit. through That's my gonna spell. be really loud. Yes it is. I don't care. I, I need to make my presence known. Oh, it's uh, going to be known. <laughs> so, Toll the Dead, you point at one creature you can see within range, and the sound of uh, battle fills the air. Target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. It's 14. Wisdom saving throw of 14. Long. Wisdom modifier. Okay. Straight roll. 16. Saves. All right. Save or suck? Yep. It, yeah, it says the target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or take. It says okay. 1d8 yep. or 1d12 if it was missing hit points. And I have next level up, so I'd be 2d12 because it's missing yep. hit points. But it's it saved. So. It's saved. All right. He's following an Aaron's fine fashion of fucking up his actions. Well, as long as he doesn't try and dive through a shuttered window, we'll be yeah. fine. Um. I would actually move closer then. Because I have the shield, okay. and I would be kind yep. of... Yep. You move nice. right up in the melee range with it? Yeah. Perfect. And the next one up, then, is Crixus. Crixus uh, hasn't been paying attention to the damage or attacks. He is staring lost into the puddle of Aranon. And then... Turns his head and just shoots off a guiding bolt at level three at the uh, flaming skull with a tear in his eye and a steely resolve on his face. Oh shit. 20 to hit. Book. Oh yeah. <laughs> the book is writing itself in this case. <laughs> steely resolve. 
And 21 total damage. Uh, damage type? That's... Uh, it is light. Light. Uh, um, what is it called? I know you're radiant. saying. Light. Radiant. Radiant yep. damage. 21? Yep, 21. And it's... Remember, it's glittering yep. like a twilight vampire to give advantage on the next attack. <laughs> Just means he can kick its ass easier. Alright. Um, then... You're at 20. That didn't make sense to do that. Alright, then Valene, looking at it, is going to go to. Well, let's see, where is she? Oh, she's going to hit the dang thing with a chill touch. Oh, no, no, because she would have been paying attention. Oh, wait, no, that's necrotic. Yep, she, she would hit it with a chill touch. Uh, spell attack. Some of the ways they name these spells. Yeah, exactly. It, well, it's chill touch. Not only is it not cold damage, it's not melee damage either. It's a ranged spell. It's like, what? Uh, and that's a 7 to hit. With uh, No, 7 plus 3 is 13, which does hit, but it is going to use its reaction to cast shield. And she swears um, when it does so, because this like arcane barrier throws itself up in front of it, and the desecrated illusory, illusory hand that goes in to touch it hits the shield, and you kind of see the magical energy disperse around it, and he, he cackles. Was, uh, <laughs> the skull. <laughs> was that uh, that was the first attack after guiding bolt? Right, she would have had advantage. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you are correct. You are correct because that is a spell attack. It requires a roll, so she does get advantage. That's... And she rolls lower. I don't know. No, she I'll actually rolled high. She rolled oh, higher. Okay. So, so the shield probably didn't happen. Though. Shield shield didn't happen. Uh, she rolled a nineteen plus six is twenty five. Damage on that is two uh, d eight. Where's me? I'm running one monitor shy this morning, so. Got lots oh. of tabs open on one monitor. Why is it Nine. so shy? Monitor's it's, hiding behind mommy's skirt. Yeah, it's, it's well, no, it's, it's on. It's, like, in permanent sleep mode. I don't know, it's hibernating. It's too cold <laughs> outside for it. <laughs> Does nine damage to it. Um... And it cannot heal until the end of her next turn. That moves us back to it. Um, and moving back to it, you hear a cackle as... Because you're in the northern H3. You see how that is set up? Around from the other side of you, from one of the side shoots comes another one. Fuck. Mm, great. The first one, the the OG flame skull is going to go after. Oh, let's see. So the first one has Tika and uh, the bird in melee. Yep. He's gonna go. He's gonna go after 
uh, Crixus with his uh, Fire Ray because Crixus did a nice walloping 21 damage to it. Um, so let's pull this back up. I should pull this up on my phone is what I should do. Get, get my dice rolling on my phone. Um, in fact, I'm going to do that. Uh, 17 on the die, plus 5 is 22 to hit, Crixus. It does hit. And let me throw this up here quick. Um, sorry, give me half a second here, folks. Oh, sorry, that's more than half a second. Alright. Um, so then that is 3d6. And that would be six fire damage on the first attack. All right, I'm going to respond with a hellish rebuke. Oh, fuck yeah. Twenty-six. <laughs> yeah. Damage. Is that that's damage? Yeah. Um. Yeah. How did? Uh, as long as it's not cold. It is not cold. Is it fire? Um, it may in fact be. Yeah, fire damage. So, you th you kick back your hellish rebuke on it, and it like absorbs into the flame skull itself, and it kind of cackles at you. And then goes to shoot another ray at you. Does nothing to it. Oh, that makes me on that. <clears throat> um, second attack. Oop, 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 oop. Clear that. I got two D20s on there. I don't like uh, these things at all. Second attack is a 23 to hit, which does. 3D6 is 13 points of fire damage. Um, then it is going to, does that, does that last to the end of its turn? Until the start of your next turn. Okay, so it doesn't have it now. Dang it. Um, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna quote unquote chill where it's at. Um, the other... <laughs> The other flame skull is going to sneak around and see. Bird moved up. Uh, Tika's up there. Jacob's in back, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, this is the other yeah, one comes Jacob around. Jacob and Valine just chilling in the back. Yeah. The first attack's going to go at Jacob. Um, that's a 22 to hit. That'll hit. Ooh, 12 fire damage. Okay. Second attack. Ooh. Wait, 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 what, what, what happened there? Oh, then I hit the campaign button. Second attack is a 14 to hit. That'll miss. Ooh, that misses. And then you hear the cackling from behind you as the second one joins the fight. Uh, we move to you, Jacob. You got plucked twice. <sighs> That's interesting. Um... All right. Uh, seeing that there's a number of people around the first one, um, Jacob's going to spend his action 
resummoning Tika. Okay. So uh, Tika is going to disappear from where she is and reappear by the one in the back. And instead of being the nice shiny silver white color, she's going to be red. Um, kind of an orangey, orangey red color, switching her from cold to fire. Okay. Um, knowing that the damage isn't going to matter as much, but it gives me uh, resistance to fire damage, which seems important. Um, that does seem and important. then I will uh, use uh, use my bonus action to command her to attack. Okay. And so then it would, and then I will just take a good position in between them, kind of back against the wall somewhere where I can see them both. Okay. And uh, then Tika will move to attack. And so same thing, I think. Uh, nine will not hit, I assume. So. Correct. But she'll uh, be in melee with the back one. Okay. Taking taking your position. Okay, so you moved her into melee with the back one. Yeah. So where that kind of tees, you're standing in that narrow space, looking into both H3 and being able to look behind you. Okay. <clears throat> um, for reference, those blocks are 10 feet. They're not five. So that, that tunnel's larger than it looks. Um, that is Jacob Bird. Uh, here's a D&D question for you. Yes. Can I do bonus action first and then action? Yep. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to, as a bonus action, cast uh, Thunderous Smite. Ooh. And uh, first time you hit with a melee attack, during the spell's duration, your weapon rings with thunder, and that is audible within 300 feet of you. The attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage, and you do... Crixus <laughs> <laughs> is plugging his ears. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you considered a creature? Or am I... Okay, so if it's a creature, it must do a strength saving throw, or be pushed 10 feet away and knocked prone. It's a, it's a floating skull, so it may be immune to prone. It doesn't say it is, though, which is weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, condition immunity is prone. I think you still have to hit it for that to happen. So True. the next time you melee attack. Yep. So you're basically conditioning your next attack. The nice thing is I think it hangs out even if you miss. It just triggers on your next attack. Does 15 Correct? hit? Uh, say Fif that again. 15 does hit. Sweet. We don't need to worry about it. You hit him. <laughs> yeah, no, it says the first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration. The duration is up to a minute. So it would be Okay, first, yeah. So know. once you cast it, then it just kind of hangs out until you hit something, which is awesome. And now you hit something. And now you hit something, so roll that beautiful bean footage. Six plus. Man, it's like he has sneak attack, but different. But louder. Yeah. Six plus but louder. eight is fourteen. <laughs> Sneak attack, but louder. Fourteen damage. Yep. Um, and this is the one you guys have been fighting already. So, uh, how does this thing die? <laughs> oh, nice. Found so, some damage that just straight up moiters it. I did an overhand mace flail over the top, and the mace went into the top of the cube down halfway and I yanked the mace back through so the ball came shooting out the front of it. Nice. nice. 
It's down through the top of the skull and just and like teeth and bone fragments and everything just kind of go flying everywhere as what was holding it stationary in the air, all the flame around it kind of fizzles out and it just shatters on the ice below you, mixing with Aranon's water. Um, anything else you'd like to do? You want to move to the other one? or? Yeah, I would move to the other one then. Okay. Uh, that was your bonus action, action and movement. That puts us at Crixus. I don't see anything else working but another guiding bolt, so I'm going to try to shoot the one behind us. Okay. Oh, yeah. Holy crit. cow. That's a crit. Nice. So there's a lot of dice. Oh, yeah. Th 31 damage. 31 damage. Oh, shizn it. Uh, the, the, the one that you guys set up to, uh, that came up and snuck up behind you suddenly is cackling and Crixus launches this guiding bolt out of his hand and kind of spirals through there and hits it. And the thing kind of spins in the air just a little bit and it kind of sparkling and kind of does a, <laughs> still standing, but got knocked a little loopy there. Um, anything else you'd like to do, Crixus? Um, I would like to start running up at it to get into melee range. Okay, I'm yep. really upset about it. I'm just really not happy with these things. Absolutely, you, you move up completely towards it. You got your shield and give it a good, uh, just bang on your shield thing, like, come at me, bro, type thing. You have his attention. Full on got this guy's attention. Um... Valine is going to, um, oh, let's see. Oh, she'll chill touch again, because she can do that. Um, so that is a... I missed it. Was uh, Crixus Guiding Bolt again? Yep. Yep. So all it's right. all sparkly. So she's got advantage. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because the first one was a six on the die. That's an... 18 and she's got a plus six to it so 24 so yeah that isn't gonna help him to do shield so um good timing on the guiding bolt yeah so um oh nope that's the wrong thing what am i looking for here 2d8 damages eight points of necrotic damage and can't regain hit points until start of her next turn um, and then she is going to back off a bit <laughs> let let the melee people get in where they need to be and uh, she kind of moves over by Aranon's remains and the remains of the first one uh, moves us back to them this flame skull is clearly pissed at uh Crixus, so we are given. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna. <laughs> um. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> uh, so this is gonna. Valine moved away. Who's away by where the. 
where the first one died. Everyone is up on this guy, right? Other yeah. than Valene, everyone moved towards it. Sounds right. Valene and Jacob would be away from it, but not near the first one. Correct. Oh yeah, Jacob would be away. Jacob wouldn't have gotten in melee. Um, the question is, is Jacob within 20 feet of it? Uh, how far apart were the four of the skulls? Uh, would you looking, say? Looking at the map, um, within 40 feet of each other. Okay, then he'd be, I said right at the line, so he'd be at the 20 foot mark. Okay, so then I'm going to need it from him as well. I will need a dexterity saving throw from everyone but Voline. Oh, that's not good. 21. 20, 22. Um, one. Um, so... Hold up. Well, it probably doesn't matter because of the one, but uh, paladins give their um, ability to anyone within so many feet, 10 feet, I think. So... Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three. <laughs> um, actually, he, no, because he's... Is it plus four? Your aura plus four it's... at level eight? And it's plus uh, your some uh, whichever ability charisma maybe or whichever oh. ability it is I think. What's your charisma modifier? Plus three. Third. Plus three. Yeah, so, so I, I get. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a level seven, though, because it's well, yeah, because I'm multi-class. Yeah, uh, within ten feet plus charisma, to anyone as long as you're conscious. Okay, anyone less than 13 will take all of this as he casts Fireball on himself. Say what now? Well, that's 17. Wow, that was... Holy cow. On 8d6, he ended up with 17 points of fire damage. That is massively low <laughs> for a Fireball. Yeah. He sneezed while he was casting it. <laughs> Something. Everybody He's who immune. Made it takes half, right? Yep, everyone that made it takes half of that, which is eight. And Valene takes nothing. Wait, so uh, it's fire damage, so Jacob is also now oh, yeah. to fire. It's and Crixus, are you resistant to fire also? Yeah, Crixus yeah. is resistant to fire, so Crixus is, yep. even though he failed, he's only taking eight. So all those hits then that Crixus took were halved. Yeah. I've, I've oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 That's bad off. No, it felt felt rough, but uh, let's see. He did that. Um, let's see. Uh, interesting. Um. All right. That moves us to Jacob. Uh, firing the longbow again. Okay. Does a 19 hit. 19 does hit. Piercing of 10? 10? Okay. Again, it doesn't do as much as you thought it would. Uh, 16 to hit. 16 does hit. He is going to... You'll see it actually... This magical shield whips up in front of him, and it deflects off of him. Okay. And then bonus action, command uh, an attack from Tika. 
Tika will try to hit at least one time during this combat. Maybe. Oh, the shield is still up, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So 14 won't hit then. Nope. Okay. Trying, but not succeeding. Uh, Jacob would take one more step backwards because he okay. saw how the fireball range was. So. Yep. <laughs> uh, bird. <laughs> I love that we're just calling you Bird all episode. That's fine. I called Rabbit. I called Genius Rabbit. <laughs> rabbit, yeah. Entire yeah. session. Oscar was Rabbit the whole session. I would uh, I would take a swing with the old mace. Uh, nine probably does not hit. No, especially with the bonus to its AC from the shield. Correct. Um, the bonus actions. Uh, I'm good. I'm done. All right. Uh, that moves us to Crixus. Um, is it flying too high for me to actually be in melee range? No. Alright, I'm gonna... You're in a tunnel, so the, the height of the cave is 15 feet, so I mean, oh, arguably yeah. so I'd I think you'd be able to hit it no matter what. Jump and whack it. Yep. Alright, I'm just going to swing with my, uh, hand axe. It doesn't seem to want to retreat or anything either, so... Yeah, well, I'm going to bury my hand axe in its face then. 22. Ooh, yeah, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. Because it's that basically adds... all face, so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, eight. Eight. So, um, how does this thing die, then? Ooh, nice. Crixus. Crixus a scream that echoes through the cave. Um, it's anger and sadness and fury all at once and slashes the hand axe right through the nose and uh, actually like the skull gets kind of stuck on the hand axe and he just takes it and whacks it against the side wall of the cavern nice so you, you take your axe you slice down right through the nose and it gets right between the nose and the teeth it sticks on there and you're kind of like whack and it shatters on the wall and a bunch of bone fragments fall to the ground. Um, you are out of initiative. Um, in the distance you hear another it doesn't sound like the flame skulls sounded but another cackling laugh echo up through the caves. Um arm dialer music down to a to a cave if you can yes sir <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to the combat music in my head yet and i'm going this isn't right <laughs> nope i nope and i was just about sorry to, to call it out but nope you're good um so you're sitting there the 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 echo of that laughter comes through the cave um you look at the boots Sitting on the ground, there's a little fragment of bone floating on the top of one of them. This is what your friend used to be. Crixus. Um, so Crixus, uh, if there's anything, you know, anything that, that could be possibly saved, 
type of resurrection or anything and just sees I, I imagine just a puddle and there's not much left of of his friend uh, of his companion and uh, really the reason that we're out here um, and just kind of goes down to a knee We're out of initiative? Yeah. Alright. Jacob's gonna uh, second level cure wounds on himself. And then, uh, ooh, that's good. Um, and then he will uh, walk over to Crixus and see if he wants healing. Valine walks if... over to the boots um, and she pulls this little, little vial out of her. Uh out of her hip pouch and just sticks it into the water and pulls some of that water up and corks it and just offers it to Crixus. Crixus. Anything we're going to be able to do. But if nothing else, it's a memory. Crixus will take it and um, just kind of put it in his pouch, but kind of stay silent um doesn't respond to Jacob right now I would turn towards the group and say how did Aranon melt how did this happen from the top down (laughs) (laughs) the flame skulls he was cursed um This is Cursed by the Frostmaiden. Unfortunate turn of events. Who are you? How do you know him? I am. Valine says. I am Myron Bloodbeak. You may call me Doug. Aaron and Aaron and I go way back. Doug. How much of his past are you aware of? Only that he was a thief. So he did not speak of his childhood memories? I'm trying to remember if he actually did with me. I don't remember either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think any of us got real childhood other than getting caught and, uh, or a friend getting caught. Yep. Yeah. So, so very, I, very loose outline. I am the child that was caught. Hmm. I was held captive for several years and I managed to break free and ever since I broke free I lived a life of crime on the streets until one day I could not do it any longer and I now am trying to right those wrongs Uh, I don't uh, I would so would actually telling you where's the description would you all be familiar with like if I said I took the oath of vengeance would that like you can just explain that you've so I I would say I, I have taken to take vengeance I have taken an oath of vengeance 
and am atoning for my sins. Oh, just side then. The vengeance isn't directed at one person or character. It's a uh, for all of the bad things you're trying to do good things. Correct. Make bad things go away. Wherever I see injustice or terrible misdeeds being done, I will fight until that miscarriage of justice is righted. Jacob, make an insight check. As as Doug is talking here, and um, you're just kind of listening and observing. I mean, Crixus is clearly just kneeling at the boots. Thirteen, kind of catatonic. Um, you take a glance at Valine, and just for a half a second, like a, a look of concern crosses her face. Just, just, a, mm. just you see her just kind of, and then it's gone again. And there's mask of cool, calm, and collected is there. And that was based on, uh, or, or concurrent with, or, or, or the, what? Well, he, well, Doug, Doug was, was talking about vengeance, yeah. I would I go. Keep looking at my note to call him Doug, or I'm going to forget. Yeah. I would go over to Crixuson and put a hand on his shoulder, and say, uh, and "Just kind of continue with my story. I I heard about these deeds being done up here, and the your group, TBD. I have heard that you are trying to champion, uh, champion the North, and I heard Aranon." was among the group. So I decided to come and follow and try to get in touch with Aranon and give him, uh, have a discussion with him and give him forgiveness in case he felt any remorse or regret or guilt from having left me. But appears that I am too late. It appears that I have not made it in time. I hope he died brave, and I hope he died without that guilt. He didn't seem to carry much guilt or... And Valine thinks for a moment and says, maybe that's why he was so cold. Maybe he was guilty. Maybe that's why he never wanted to be close to anyone. You know, he's worried about himself. Texas stands up, kind of wearing an angry face, and uh, says, Adonan was a damn fool, and he died a damn fool's death. Then starts walking down. Ooh, which way do you walk here, uh, Crixus? Right. Back to where the ship was? <laughs> so, is all the stuff still on the, on the ground? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the stuff that was magical, uh, his boots, um, the sword. Bag, bag of holding, um, and anything inside holding. the bag of holding. All right, I will uh, take everything that I can and stuff it in his bag of holding, because it's his, and okay. Jacob wouldn't presume to take anything. Um, unless there was anything he thought that the party needed uh, immediately. Um, 
Jacob I'm picks up the boots and just kind of dumps the water out of the boots after Crixus walked away. Like he picks the, <laughs> I imagine you pick the boots up and you just kind of look around like, it seems really cold and crass, but <laughs> this can't yeah. go in the bag. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't think, I mean, obviously I think Crixus could use the boots, but I don't want to have that conversation with him right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's all uh, what's all still exists and which what stuff turned to ice, but I don't think there's any issues with um, the rest of it fitting in the bag. Yeah, yeah, that should what was outside of the bag should fit in the bag easily. Okay. Yeah. What? Um, who is this Oral? Who is the frost? You you wouldn't know her name as Oral necessarily. The frost maiden you would have heard. No, somebody, I think Valine said Oral, or somebody in oh. the group said uh, Oral when... Mentioning that he was cursed? She said the Frost yeah. Maiden. Oh, so I would... Because I, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember the name Oral, that's why I know this. <laughs> so I would... I would Damn it, Thor! <laughs> I would ask who the Frost Funny. Maiden was. Ooh, um... Did you not... See the eternal darkness that stopped recently here yes. in Ten Towns? She was the one doing that. Okay. Aranon helped. Um, another gentleman and Crixus, the guy walking away, <laughs> um, set that right that she couldn't keep an eternal darkness on the city. She's the Frost Maiden. So, she's she's you, a god, a lesser god that has been cursing ten towns with eternal darkness for many many years. And you are championing, championing, or you are going to end this curse and destroy Oral. That's what we're hoping for. I shall join you if you shall have me. She looks at Jacob and Jacob kind of shrugs his shoulders like, uh, you know, we're not leading this party. We're just kind of along and but not saying it and kind of like we got to get Crixus to agree to it. before. <laughs> well, we can say. well, Valine looks at Jacob and goes, it's a body for a body. Uh, and, and like she's very calculating about this. There's no emotional tie here. I mean, she never she was very. Yeah. No emotions in any of this. She's trying to get to Yathrin. She's not going to miss Aranon, and she's not going to mind another. Exactly. More out. help, and and the fact that he's a paladin. Just she's like, yep, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I can trust him to act a certain way. <laughs> J- Jacob is uh, trying to keep. She's himself. more comfortable with Doug than she was with Aranon because she didn't uh, know what she was going to get with Aranon. Paladin, yeah. she's got an idea of what she's getting. <laughs> Yeah, Jacob is trying to keep himself a little busy so his brain doesn't process the fact that he told these people he'd bring them there and back safely, and that is not the case already. So trying to figure out what, um, where his headspace is at at this point just by keeping busy. I, so. I would kind of look between the two of you, and if neither of you really say yes, I would go to where Aranon 
currently is uh, liquid. <laughs> and I would go down onto one knee with my shield, plant the tip of the bottom of the shield in the ground with my hands on the top two corners, bow my head and say, upon the shield, I swear I will rid the north of Oral. I will not rest until she is gone forever. I'll sit there in for a second, and then I will. In stand response up. to you doing this, in response to you doing this, you place your shield down in the water that is left, and the water that was Aranon seems to climb up the shield and coat it in a thin layer of frost as it freezes on the shield. Okay. <laughs> D- Doug, you take this as a as a sign that your friend is still there somehow, some way, um, and wants to help in any way he can. There, there's something like I'm okay. I, I. You, you you read that however you want to read it, Doug, whether it's his uh whether it's guilt or what <laughs> that that's causing this water to do this. But it has creeped up over your shield and Alright. And does a Jacob, thin layer of frost on it before does you Jacob stand see back. That? Uh make can... a perception check. I mean you were standing there with him kind of. Valine noticed. Natural twenty plus two. Yep. Yeah, okay. so you absolutely, Jacob, you see that as well, that water, just kind of just kind of like the abyss, climb up the shield, and very, very, I mean, there's not enough left there to put any thick layer of ice on there, but there's like a, a layer of frost on there now. Like the, the bus shield. windows in the morning on the way to Ex- school. Exactly. So I think that would give Jacob a little bit of um, good feeling, too, so I think he might have needed that also. Um, Doug, Doug would take it in stride and he would actually probably say uh, rest well friend and slide the shield back on his arm cool. um, oh, and sense. FYI if I was going to turn into a sheet of ice immediately I was just going to quit I was going to rip it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have you flying around the caves. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, Crixus, you walk in, kind of storming off from the situation, walking back to towards H2, in that main area where that uh, skyship was. Um, you hear from... You hear a couple of things. Walking over, there's a 20-foot drop-off at the southern edge of H2. On the southwest corner, coming up from that tunnel, you hear a little cackling sound. Um, Not like the flame skulls, different. Similar to what you heard earlier come echoing up, but um, sounds like it's a smaller creature, maybe, than the one before. The ship ruins lay in front of you. 
and you're kind of you realize you're there on your own. No one's really followed you. Do I see this uh, the source of the cackling? Nope, it's coming up from that southwest tunnel in the room. And I see the remains of the airship kind of thing. Yep. All right, I'm gonna walk into that area. Okay. And just uh, kind of walk around the remains, see if I see anything, do an investigation, but just kind of stay quiet by myself Okay. in my thoughts. Doug um, would grab his his uh, light out of the ground and then okay. suggest that we catch up. Lovely nods looking at Jacob. <laughs> mm-hmm. She, she's kind of getting the idea that... um. Where Aranon really wasn't, he was kind of a leader. <laughs> um, Doug seems to be very much a leader and ready to go and <laughs> making choices and doing things. Let's go. Um, so you grab it and Valine follows Doug. Jacob, you follow along with Tika. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grixis, as you're looking around in there, uh, go ahead and make an investigation check as you peek it around in there. All you guys did kind of. Look through this before. 15? Um, you you don't find uh, much else in this place. Uh, in one of the drawers of a broken like um, desk, you do find 15 gold pieces in a little pouch. Sweet. Straight um, cash, homie. Yep. Something about the when you pour the coins out in your hand and you're thinking about it, and it just—it's bitter. Even the fact that you find fifteen gold in this moment—the something that Aaron always worked for was motivated by—it almost seems worthless <laughs> in your hand. You put it in your bag quietly and you hear the rest of the group coming up the tunnel oh Aaron on ruined gold <laughs> <laughs> um all right Crixus is gonna take a deep breath and uh just kind of realize this is a dangerous place I gotta have my head and head in the right space so just joining the group again and Kind of introducing himself to Doug. Uh, hey, Doug, uh, Aaron was a dear friend. My name is Crixus. Let's, let's get out of here safely. Crixus, it is my pleasure to have met your acquaintance. And I would reach out my arm to do that weird grab the forearm thing yeah the weird medieval handshakey thing uh and i would and i would say i have vowed to help this group any way i can in ridding the world of oral so the question is then at that point moving forward do you want to go to the west 
the southwest or do you want to try and jump down the 20 foot drop into h5 <laughs> move to h4 the other h3 or h5 i would go and stand at the top of that cliff just to see what i could see it's 20 foot drop the ceilings in that room it opens up it's about 30 30 to 40 feet high um looking over it holding your torch out um, um so a couple things it might change this uh so uh uh jacob would go try to pick up any arrows he shot four arrows he would try to see if he could find them because he limited supply um for him but he doesn't know that there's a ton of them in the bag of holding in aaron's bag of holding but um, um so he would go yeah you'd be able to find the, it's a confined space and you aren't looking through grass they'd be laying on like ice so it wouldn't be hard to find them unless the fireball totally incinerated them uh how many went into that guy one uh two of them went at that one i think Is he, yeah, two yeah th those two would be gone <laughs> so then the other okay. two you'd have okay and then what he would probably do if you could see in that that cavern if it was dark enough on the other end cast light on an arrow and shoot it across the cavern the the see? 20 foot drop cavern yeah yep Okay, so um, Doug comes out there with his torch to look down over it, and you cast light on an arrow and shoot it across there. And what you notice in the 40-foot high roof of this cavern, um, there is just, it's littered with icicles hanging down, like long swords from the ceiling, several of them all over the place. Um on the eastern wall, uh, you can you catch a glimpse of what looks like some sort of man-made building. Um, there's uh, a few small holes and cracks in it, but it's otherwise it looks like like suddenly it's hard to say. Like a man-made building was just suddenly dropped in half of this room, like it teleported in or something. It's weird. Um. And then, yeah, you have you have all the icicles in the ceiling, um, and that is what you see. There's a toppled pillar in the middle of the room as well that has been knocked over. Um, when your arrow lands, how far does light? Sixty feet. I think. Uh, twenty f bright light, twenty feet. Dim light, additional twenty feet. But how far away can that get from you before it extinguishes? What is uh, range? It can go as far as the arrow goes, so he would have just shot it. Longbow okay. style is a lot. Okay, so you would have hit that back wall. 600 feet. Uh, when, sure, it hits, long range. when it hits and um, rattles around a little bit, you hear and see for just a second... Um, this little dragon-like looking thing that is emaciated and thin and small and kind of looks at the arrow and turns and <laughs> and runs down one of the tunnels that you see in the far end of the room. Hmm. We're not alone. I don't know that 
Which way do you want to go? So we can get down this drop off, or it's twenty feet down and requires successful dexterity check to land. If you're just gonna jump, uh, you could. If you got rope, you could fasten it to something and climb down. That would require us easier strength athletics check to get down. Doug can I, fly down if he wants to. Yep. I would... Uh, Doug could probably actually grab onto someone and jump and not carry them down. It's going to take <laughs> check fall. to land, but it might be easier than just jumping down straight. <clears throat> uh, Tika could probably do the same. Yeah, I would actually uh, recommend checking out some of the other caverns first before risking a 20-foot drop. Like, maybe because it might be a pain to get back up, we should make sure that this is the correct path by checking out some of the other paths first. Could Crixus tell when he was walking up where the cackling was coming from? Uh... It's not the opening you're looking from, but that southwest tunnel. That's where that cackling is coming from. I'll obviously inform everyone that, you know, I that's what I heard down that way. Probably better to meet them on our terms than to have them sneak up on us, if that's the case. Well, there's something of interest that way, then Crixus suggests we go that way. And Lane shrugs and is like, ready to follow. Jacob would offer Crixus Aranon's bag of holding and say all of his stuff is in there. Crixus would take it begrudgingly and uh, say, we'll sort this out. At a better time. And Crixus, so Crixus grabs the bag of holding and just kind of looks at it, thinking about his friend and puts it on over one shoulder, turns and starts walking down that tunnel. Volene looks at Jacob and Doug and shrugs and turns to follow, and the two of you start walking as well, and we'll pick up there. Next week. Sorry about this, folks. I got the heart out again at 9.30. It won't be that way next week. <laughs> no. I can guarantee that. Worries. And now, now that I've guaranteed it, something will come up and I'll have to heart out at 9.30. Yep. Or, or one of us will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One of you guys will be the problem this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have to apologize for the chat because Twitch and stream elements is being a poo head. Dumb. Well, yeah, the stream is fine for, you know, five or ten minutes, and then it just starts dropping frames left and right. So it probably wasn't the best session to watch today, but I'll see if I can figure that out. Maybe it just needs an update or something. It's possible. So if you missed anything, um, podcast, 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 podcast. podcast. Uh, So with that being said, we are Two Nerds, One Quest. We are here every Sunday morning. 8 to 8.30-ish <laughs> central time, depending upon what's going on. Usually we're in a little early, so between 8 and 8.30. Uh, show starts closer to 8.30 usually. 
All depends. Join us every Sunday morning. So we'll we'll call it eight thirty a.m. Central Time. Yeah, just uh, call it eight thirty. These have been special circumstances. Mm-hmm. They will You're go away eventually. Twitch.tv. <clears throat> Ooh, that was kind of <laughs> gross. We are at twitch.tv slash Tom M. Norm, T-O-M-M-N-O-R-M. Catch us live if you want to see what we're actually about. If you are watching the pod, or watching the podcast, podcast, listening to the podcast, you can catch us live. Yeah, that was a whole bunch of words that came out of my face. All sorts of wrong. Yeah, listen to the podcast. Yeah. It's almost as good as the podcast, but not Listen quite. to the words come out of Norm's face wrong. Yeah. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Man, no one understands the words coming out of your mouth. <laughs> he had a rough week. One character died. One character, uh, he had to get going. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a busy week. Still trying to fill the new shoes. Ooh. With, I don't with think. Fill the old shoes with new feet. Still I don't think my feet are little talons boots. Feet. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't fit very well. Strange. So... We, you can, uh, <laughs> we really the, threw them off. Yeah. <laughs> Give us some ratings, reviews. If you listen to the podcast, go to wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, I think we are on Prime Music. We are in pretty much any place where you can get a podcast from. I think a lot of them pull from iTunes or from Apple, not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, give us a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you. Join our Discord, bit.ly slash OurFunDiscord. Uh, let us know what you think. Join in some conversations. Uh, we got some fun channels in there. Some music channels, game channels, writing channels. There's a beat channel for Mr. Point Lamp, who I saw was in the chat. Actually, I didn't see him in the chat. I saw him in the stream. Yep, he's there, Mr. Plant Lamp. Uh, the lamp. The lamp. The lamp of plants. Excuse me. And... Uh, yeah, because I just don't know where I'm at in my spiel anymore. I'm just going to close it up. So for me, something Tom. about show titles. Oh, yeah, show vote titles. for show titles later. Norm, before anyone votes, Norm, you got to take some of those out of there. We forgot to clear from last uh, week. Shite. Oh, furt. All right. Well, no, I can't furt because that'll clear all of them out. <laughs> and then we won't have any show you titles. You got to clear them out individually. I yep. think it starts, it's going to chill where it's at. Oh, the monitor, the monitor is hibernating. Yeah. And then the rest of that is. So after we're done here, we'll close up shop. Uh, stick around if you are in chat. We can vote for some show titles. So for me, for Lazy Dragon, for Mr. Crixus, and for the DMJC, slash Valene, slash Ellie, slash <laughs> everybody else. Octo. We'll catch you next week. Slash RL slash. Yeah, right. <laughs> Lady Ice Kiss. It's funny, they're all women. What does that say about me? See you later, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>